Since March 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast has been developing content monthly, weekly, and daily for the business of pharmacy. With more than 25 different podcast channels, more than 1 million downloads, and 30-plus participating pharmacists, the Pharmacy Podcast Network is the global leader in podcasting for the pharmacy professional. Find all of our podcast channels by going to pharmacypodcast.com forward slash shows. Pharmacy Podcast Nation. This is Todd Urey, founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. It's a good day when we can introduce to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation another committed group of pharmacy leaders, pharmacy future leaders, and pharmacists in the trenches of what is the future of pharmacy. And what better place to go than finding talent and passion at a school of pharmacy I'm excited that Occupation Station, which is a dedicated podcast from Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, they have built out some amazing content, amazing participation, and guess what? They get it when it comes to podcasting. It's about consistency. It's about being real. It's not about being scripted. Uh, It's about really sharing your thoughts with the rest of your listener base. So today I'd like to announce that the Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences is officially a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And I want to welcome uh, to our podcast, Dr. Greg Dewey, who uh, leads uh, the college and school of pharmacy. Welcome, Greg, to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Well, well, thank you, Todd. Uh, I appreciate uh, being able to come into the network I feel like it's a real win-win situation for the for both of us. It really exposes uh, what we're doing with Occupation Station to a much broader audience, and uh, you know we're very pleased to be a part of this. A very busy man. I really appreciated the scheduling changes, and that's just the the nature of the beast these days in the healthcare arena. So it's we're practicing what we're preaching to these pharmacy future leaders. And before I get into Occupation Station, I want our listeners to understand a little bit about yourself, uh, Dr. Dewey. So as president of Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, what your career path was and where it brought you to today? Yeah. Well, so, so in, in, uh, for full disclosure, I, I am actually not a pharmacist uh, by training. I am a, um, a chemist. And I, um, I'm a native of Pittsburgh, which I understand you're, you're um, broadcasting out of Pittsburgh. Is that yes, correct? I am. And um, I, uh, I, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I went to Carnegie Mellon in chemistry. I went to University of Rochester uh, in um, biophysical chemistry. And I um, got my first position uh, teaching biochemistry at the University of Denver, and I was there for uh, 18 years, um, became the department chairman, and I had an opportunity to join a, um, a, new call, a new institution, academic institution, with a new mission, which was the Keck Graduate Institute of Applied Life Sciences. And it, uh, its mission was to merge an MBA program with a graduate level science, life science program 
to uh, educate managers for the pharmaceutical industry. And so that was my linkage to the pharmacy and the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, and I was a uh, founding faculty at that institute. And in that uh, institute, we created one of the first uh, degree programs called a professional science masters, which was really geared at the practical training of moving uh, MSs and into uh, uh, leadership positions, management positions. So uh, they're now, they were called PSMs, we didn't, professional science masters. We did call them that because it was the first one. And there's now something like 400 PSMs across the country this year. Um, I then left um, uh, the Keck Graduate Institute because of the opportunity here at the Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Science to take a role as a president. And uh, even though my background was uh, predominantly more focused on the pharmaceutical industry, I saw a having a uh, dedicated college to just pharmacy and health sciences as a uh, just a great mix of things. A very uh, has a huge potential to merge um, those various disciplines and. Um, uh, so I was delighted to become president, and I'm in my sixth year here. Um, but one of the things I learned uh, as I, as the deeper I got into it is really what I call the the centrality of pharmacy. And what what I mean by that is if you if you look at the practice of medicine, if you look at the health sciences and what they're geared toward, what translational research is geared toward, it's all about medication. At the end, there are a few therapies that don't use medication. You could, you know, maybe psychotherapy or, or which are, which although those are still use a lot of medication, but things like acupuncture or something like that. But for the most part, uh, the practice of medicine is about, uh, is about pharmaceuticals. And uh, if you look at the practice of the basic sciences, it is to use a discovery to create a therapy that benefits folks, and uh, that most often is the development of uh, of a new drug. So, uh, you know, my philosophy is that you know, pharmacy is so central to so much that uh, it, it it is sort of the keystone uh, discipline in in all these things. But but that also translates into it being uh, a very versatile degree. And uh, when, when I go and I talk to uh, alumni of all ages, I, I go across the country. We have, you know, our school was founded in 1881. So we have alumni throughout the, uh, the country. And I'm just amazed at the diversity of very uh, fruitful jobs that these folks are, uh, are taking. And and it really is about the centrality of pharmacy. So, Dr. Dewey, there's about 289,000 registered active pharmacists in the country, and we still have the majority of those uh, working in a retail community space, right. which is really like the hub of healthcare, in my opinion, that pharmacist who is in touch with the majority of our public, the majority of the outreach, and ensuring that there's medication safety standards in place, 
drug-drug interactions, drug allergies, things that are just commonplace of today's working pharmacist professional. However, pharmacy is in this rapid change. It's happening as you and I speak today. So many new opportunities for pharmacists to do other things than that traditional retail community environment. So talk to us about Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences and helping to prepare the future pharmacist in uh, traditional as well as untraditional roles in being a pharmacist. Well, if, if you want to ask what keeps me up at, uh, up at wake at night, that is exactly that question. Uh, and in, in a way, it, it is a moving target. It's a real, this is a really interesting time for pharmacy. Uh, you, you do have those traditional roles, traditional uh, retail roles and community roles. Uh, and some folks feel that those roles are endangered. They, they worry about um, mail order uh pharmacies taking over, they, uh, there's various trends. Um, but I am very, uh, I have to say, I am uh, very hopeful uh, and optimistic about the future of pharmacy. And I see the potential of, of so many different directions that the, the profession can go in, that even though one sector may be challenged or one sector may be transformed, uh, there will always be a lot of opportunities. And when I talk to our students here, uh, you know, we, our school is about uh, 1,300 students. We're graduating roughly 240 pharmacists a year. It's one of the, one of the larger pharmacy schools in the country. And if I ask the students, I'd say roughly 60% would say they want to go into uh, a retail or, or independent pharmacy, and the other 30% uh, will say that they want to go into hospital pharmacy and, and sort of 10% other. And um, my, uh, my goal is for them to realize that that other category uh, is very robust, and there are a, a lot of things uh, that will happen there, uh, but, but the future of, of both uh, community pharmacy and, um, and hospital pharmacies is also, you know, is a healthy future. It, will, it may look different and the, the proportions of people in those different areas will change. Um, but one, one of the things that I see as a, uh, a really important uh, trend in the future is, the need for pharmacists to uh, work at the top of their profession, the, the, the need for them to fully use all their education and really uh, work as providers. Uh, the pharmacists uh, can do so much more, can contribute so much more to the health professions than they are. Many of these um, uh, limitations are, are really imposed, not by the education of the students, but by just the scope of practice, the legal scope of practice of pharmacy. If you look at uh, primary number of primary care physicians in this country, you know about a third of um, all primary care physicians are uh, in their 60s, and so that means in the next decade uh, we are going to 
have uh, a really a crisis in primary care because those folks are not being replaced. Um, those primary, you know, the young uh, medical students coming out tend to move into specialties and not into primary care. And there is going to be, um, I don't know if you could say there will be a crisis in primary care, but you're seeing a shortage of primary care in many, 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 many underserved areas in this country, but you're gonna see that shortage creep in to uh, more middle-class and, and um, uh, broader settings. Uh, and so the question is, who is gonna fill that gap? And uh, I, would, I would put it that uh, there are a number of things, people that are gonna fill the gap, the nurse practitioners are gonna fill it, the physician assistants are, are, are gonna fill it to some extent, but it will be the pharmacists that have a huge opportunity uh, to move into that space. And, um, and so I, I see that as a potential path for community pharmacists, a potential path for hospital, but it, it will be an emerging, um, uh, an emerging need uh, for pharmacists to really uh, operate the full scope of, of their practice. But that's just one area. There are other, many other exciting areas that pharmacists can move into as well. And, um, and so that's why I'm very excited. And, and it just goes back to my concept of the centrality of pharmacy. If I look in the pharmaceutical industry, I see PharmDs at just about every sector of the pharmaceutical industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I think that you are right on. And I see artificial intelligence in the pharmacist crossing. I see the correct usage of medical cannabis being in the hands of the pharmacist and the researching pharmacist to understand down to the milligram how to properly dose this as a medication in cross-referencing it with disease states and pain management in sports um, uh, creams that are going to be compounded. I see the relevance of, um, of crossing the, the gap between pharma and pharmacy being completely filled in by the pharmacist who understands how to communicate properly to the disease state specific about medications. And then my last one that I'll use it as an example in the future of the pharmacist of tomorrow, which is really the today is that concierge pharmacist who's going into the physician's office, just as you've referenced doing right. a complete chart review of patients who are comorbid, who are, are, who are going through multiple disease, uh, chronic disease states that need assistance, running a pharmacogenomics test, a PGX test against that uh, patient's records, ensuring that the medications that are prescribed are supposed to work exactly the way that the physicians intended, saving us from drug-drug uh, adverse reactions, hospital readmissions, I'm more excited about pharmacy than ever. I've been in the, in the pharmacy industry now since 2004, and I see more opportunities for the creative, aggressive pharmacist uh, today more so than ever. And you and your uh, school of pharmacy and health sciences, you have your finger on the pulse because I've looked at your, your website. I've seen the programs that you're pushing and that you're really uh, enveloping the future of healthcare. I'm so excited that Occupation Station is a publication 
to really reach uh, the, the, the listener, the potential uh, applicant coming into the school, as well as the alumni and helping them to curb their careers and changing maybe from uh, a traditional path to something that they're passionate about, especially if they're a nerd like me, they want to get into data analytics, they want to get into pharmacogenomics or, or artificial intelligence. You guys have a rock star team leading this podcast already. Diane uh, Donato, uh, the host of Occupation Station, is a she's a veteran of radio, and yeah. her background with iHeartRadio is so exciting. So the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Dr. Dewey, is more excited than ever about what our publication is doing and crossing uh, the pharmacist into different uh, career opportunities but then also just getting information out there about how the pharmacist is truly the hub of healthcare and how we're changing things. So once again, I just am excited and thank you guys for being a part of this. Well, well, thank you again. Thank you for, uh, for having us on here. And uh, we're, we are very pleased with the development of Occupation Station, uh, how that has really come along uh, very nicely. And uh, Diana has done a great job. She's made it a, a very professional uh, podcast, uh, and it you know it it does really highlight the the diversity of what what a pharmacist can do, and uh, it, that should be uh, in, very encouraging for for our young students to be able to go on. And the intent was to have you know a a library of podcasts, and if they had some profession or some facet of pharmacy that they sound intriguing but didn't know anything about, they could just click on it and they could have someone's life story of a very uh, successful person who has, has done that. And the other thing I'm always amazed is, is the quality of the folks that come on and talk about their careers and talk about what they're doing in pharmacy uh, onto that. Uh, it's, they're very eloquent. Uh, and uh, I, I just, uh, it's been very gratifying building that that resource. Absolutely. We also want to reference, I'm going to put this in the show notes of this episode, that you participated in a very important discussion that is impacting our entire nation. And that had to do with the opioid epidemic. Right. And it was published uh, a, a couple months ago, but it was Diane and yourself really talking about that. Let's preface that just a little bit for the listeners. Yes. So, um, you know, we, we are in the middle of a, of a huge public health problem, which is a, the opioid epidemic. Uh, it, is, it is a complex problem. It is a moving target. Uh, it, it has complexions and it evolves and there's a dynamic there that um, you cannot always anticipate. Uh, and uh, there's a huge community interest and we have uh, politicians, we have community health workers, uh, we have uh, public health, uh, state public health folks. We got a wide variety with local police departments, wide variety of folks wrestling with um, the idea of, you know, how we deal with the opioid epidemic. And I came into it because I, when I listen to many of these community dialogues, I don't hear a pharmacist in there. And I felt like, well, they are the key. Uh, they are the key to solving the opioid epidemic. And so the pharmacist's voice um, 
has to has has to be there and and the sensibility and as you said you know understanding dosage understanding uh, pain management nobody understands that like uh, a pharmacist does and uh, you know I, I one one night I was uh, you know browsing around through medical school curriculums and trying to figure out how much pharmacology a uh, medical student takes and you know most most curriculum is kind of hard to figure that out but um, you know, one of the most prominent schools in the country I saw is a medical student will take one semester of pharmacology. So you compare that, and, and that's the person doing the prescribing. And so you compare that with, you know, the full curriculum, the four-year curriculum of RMD program, and there's no comparison. Uh, so people have to understand the, that uh, the pharmacists are really part of the solution. And, you know, there's a lot of negativity about the pharmaceutical industry and some of the things they've done. And, and I don't, I don't deny that there's negativity about the wholesalers. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's the community pharmacists that I think hold the key to, to controlling this problem more than, more than anyone else. And, um, uh, you know, we, we got it. You know, you, you can go after this problem at many different levels at, you know, you can go at the pharmaceutical industry level, you can do it at the prescriber level, you can do it at the user level, but, uh, but I would argue, uh, regardless of what level you want to go after this problem, a pharmacist has to be involved. Absolutely. I just got finished with the Florida Behavioral Health Association meeting. It's their annual meeting for the entire state based on behavioral health, and there were several sessions that touched on the importance of medication review, medication management. Once again, I talked to Beacon Health Options, the Joint Commission of Accreditation of Behavioral Health, Genoa Healthcare, and I had uh, 25, 30-minute conversations with each about the importance of the pharmacist being kind of in the center as the quarterback of moving forward with therapies that the physician puts into place in order to see it through, which comes into the world of adherence, uh, hospital readmission, um, crossing over if something else uh, changes in that patient's life that requires another medication. It's, um, it's fascinating to me, um, as it is to you, that the pharmacist isn't leveraged as much as they should be, especially in this opioid epidemic. I have a background in that specific sector of healthcare in raising attention and building collaborations on a national level against the opioid epidemic. And I'm glad to hear that Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, once again, just understands this in a way that I don't see in a lot of, uh, a lot of places that are touching on, on the attention of the student and of, the, of what I call the pharmacy future leader. And um, that's exciting, Dr. Dewey, to, to hear that from you. You know, we, we uh, as you described it, you, the pharmacist is a quarterback, and, you know, we're not there yet. Uh, we, uh, we, that's going to require a cultural shift in our medical community, uh, and it, um, the, those sorts of cultural shifts are, uh, are slow. But, uh, you know, it's the necessity of, of, of solving these problems are really going to be forcing us to rethink the old ways of doing things and, and, and really move, move on and, and really take, 
utilizing the talent that's right there in front of you. That's what we need to be doing. Absolutely. Well, once again, I thank you, uh, Dr. Dewey, for being a part of this. I want to give a shout out to Ed, who really helped to put this together um, in his team, as well as Diane as, as the leader of the show. And I hope to have her on talking more about the opioid epidemic and the pharmacist role. If you're listening and you want to learn more about Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, you can go to acphs.edu. That's acphs.edu. And if you want to listen to the podcast, just put on a forward slash podcast under that address. That address will be in the show notes. Dr. Dewey, thank you for kicking off this episode in the inauguration of Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences podcast, Occupation Station. We're looking forward to more collaboration, but I'm now one of the, the biggest fans of your podcast and, and have listened to several of your episodes and very impressed. Well, thank you very much, Todd. And we're, we're happy to be part of, of your initiative. And uh, like I say, it's a win-win. We're, we're sort of of like minds on, on many things here. Absolutely. You are listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation and Network. We're excited that Occupation Station is an official member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Please share this show with a fellow pharmacy future leader. Let them know that there is more to pharmacy than what they may realize. And if you're thinking about um, becoming a pharmacist, please look up Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, an amazing program and dedicated people that are passionate about healthcare and pharmacists being the hub of healthcare. And as always, we thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. If you enjoy the leading podcast network dedicated to the business and profession of pharmacy, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know which channel is your favorite. And remember, the pharmacist is the hub of healthcare.